Welcome, everybody, to the All Access USL podcast. This is the special episode we were talking about. We are joined by Chuy Enriquez from Monterey Bay FC, if you'd like to introduce yourself real quick. What's up, guys? I'm Chuy Enriquez uh, from Monterey Bay. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm very glad to be having players on now. It's really special. I I can't say enough how thankful I am for you to be here. Um, we can just jump right in because you have a very interesting career. You've been all around California. You've played for Reno as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's where I'd like to start, to be completely honest. How was it to play for Reno in COVID after as well, like heading into a team that folded? Oh yeah, I mean that was a roller coaster, like you said. I got in there and uh I had actually left San Antonio and right after it was uh reported and you know out on social media that it was uh that we had mutually parted ways, that was one of the first clubs to contact my agent. Um San Antonio had put on a uh agreement before I left that I couldn't sign for certain teams through the rest of the season. So Reno wasn't one of them. Thank God, you know, like that came around and Right away, I mean, it happened from one into another. I got the I got the offer sent. It was only a month and a half left, I think, of the season. Uh, I think the next day I was on the road back with my wife, twenty six hour drive all the way down to Reno. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was definitely fun. You know, met met a good group of guys there. Actually, Sam Glido was there. That's now in Monterey. So that you know started off a good friendship with him. Um. But it was a it was a roller coaster. I got there. I came by. I came back from like a season that I wasn't playing. I wasn't getting a lot of minutes. And Ian uh, still gave me the opportunity. Uh, he gave me the opportunity, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. And I tried my best to give it my all. We made the playoffs. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, but like you said, you know, the team folded something that caught everybody by surprise. I mean, to be honest, I found out through Twitter. Wow. I got a message. Yeah, I got a message from uh, from one of my buddies back home. Uh, I got a link sent to me and I clicked on it and it just said, thank you for everything. Reno has seized operations or something like that. I was shocked. I didn't know. They didn't tell us that. Um, we had our exit meeting and stuff and, you know, it went, went, went pretty well. Uh, obviously I thought I would be going back, but then boom, team folds. And, uh, I called my agent, you know, like, Hey, you know, this is going on. Uh, he, he was shocked as well. He was surprised. So that right there just started off another roller coaster. Like, oh, what's gonna happen next? And uh, that's when the situation with Roots came in. You know, they found out that I was back home and yeah. wanted to get to talking. But, but yeah, it was it was it was a good experience. Like I said, it was a short time. It was a month and a half, but I really enjoyed it. What does that do for your psyche to feel like you have this like opportunity with Reno, who were were very good um, oh, as a team, team. Yeah, and yeah. then to just one day be without a club what is yeah, that like it's it's a diff it's 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 hard man it's 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 a hard it's hard experience that i that i went through that i obviously i went through it this year as well you know with the situation with the roots um it's something that comes with the game though something that comes with this job and you have to be prepared for it and it's easy to say oh be prepared for anything but sometimes it just catches you by surprise like finding out through twitter you know you don't know what's next you don't know uh, what's going to happen with your career. You're calling your agent. Your agent's telling you, hey, you didn't play a lot with San Antonio. Obviously, Reno was a team that was going to give you the opportunity, but now they're gone, so we don't know what's next. Um, so you literally just have to keep working. You know, it's the off season, the hardest times because, you know, you're back home. 
your mom's cooking 24-7. You know, I'm, I live in a Mexican household where the tacos, the tortas, and everything's coming around. <laughs> so you have to put that to the side. You have to stay fit just in case any opportunity comes by. You have to be mentally prepared for that. Like I said, it's not easy. It's easier said than done. But um, you have to be ready for anything like that. That's crazy. Because, like, going back and looking at Reno, you kind of forget that they were around almost. Yeah, I mean, you do. You know, obviously, like, I played, I only, like I said, it was a short time, but I'm always going to remember Reno because, yeah. like, they gave me the opportunity. And, like I said, it was a really good team. If you guys, if you, if you could recall that team, if you could remember that team, it was a team that, you know, was just straight forward, going forward, kind of like the system the monitor plays now. So, um, you know, you had Tucker Bone. That was just a bullet. You know, you had Herzog that was just scoring left and right. Sam Gledo, another guy that just goes forward. It was a really good team, you know, so I'm always going to remember that. Um, but, yeah, I get the same question all the time. Like, hey, you know, like, what's up with Reno? Like, what happened with Reno? And it's the same explanation I have for everybody that I didn't know what happened. I, I was there for a month and a half. and But, yeah, it sucks. I, I think some people, some fans of the league do forget that, you know, such a good team was there. But, you know, the players and the teams and the coaches that are really involved in the league know how good of a team that was. I mean, it's cr I'm glad that you have some insight on a folded team because it feels like more so that when a team folds in the USL Championship, and I don't want to spend so much time on teams that are folded, we'll get to some sunnier yeah, yeah. topics for sure. But, I mean, like, they don't leave a lot of remnants behind like, because it's a very new league in terms of how modern it is now. So when you have teams like Fresno and Reno who pop up around 15, 16, like 2015, 2016, and then they're yeah. gone in four years with so much success of like making the playoffs every year. It's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. I mean, to, I ask myself the same question, you know, because uh, as a player, you know, other players around the league. So you kind of try to find out like, hey, what went down? What's going on with this? And there's certain players that you have to respect. They don't want to talk about it. You know, they yeah. There's probably things that, you know, that are just better left unsaid and, you know, they move on with their careers, which and then there's players that it really affected them where they couldn't find a club after that, you know. So um, it's just like you said, in four years for a club to fold, it's just really it's it's hard on everybody. It's hard for the city, hard for the fans, hard for the players, the staff, whoever's involved, you know. That that's it is crazy. Um, We can move on from folding clubs yeah. for sure. You've played for Reno, San Antonio, Oakland, and Monterey Bay. You, I mean, and a lot of players in this league do move from club to club from season to season through just the metrics and all that of the league. What is it like to not necessarily know where you're going to play the next season, no matter how good you are? Like, you're a great player, of course. But even you. the best players might not know where they're going to be next yeah, season. What is I mean that like? It's just it's not really common for for to find three year guaranteed deals, two year guaranteed uh, deals in the league. Uh, I mean, I was with RGV where I was offered a guaranteed deal, but that was a little younger. You know, I got there at 19 and um, when I got to RGV, which was my first team in the USL, the plan was for me to move up to the Houston Dynamo. And I was doing wow. well. I was doing, I was doing really good, actually. So I got moved up to the Open Cup. We actually won the Open Cup um, that year. So that was pretty cool to be involved and be a part of that. Um, but it got to the point where, like, they invited me to preseason. I had a contract on the table. They said that they were going to send me back to RGV. 
because I needed a little more development, which is understandable. It's fine. You know, I get it. I went back, had a good season again. And it was kind of like the same thing. Like, hey, we're going to take you to preseason. And in my head, I'm like, you're going to take me to preseason again. You already did that to me. Like, you already know how I play. If you're not ready to offer me a contract with the first team, that's that's fine. You know, no hard feelings. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's move on. And that's kind of where um, the San Antonio came into play. You know, like uh, that year till after 2019, I had actually a lot of offers. I think that was the year where I had the most offers in my career, which was pretty cool because like you said, you go through off seasons where you don't know where you're going next. Yeah. But this time, I had so many options to pick from. Reno was actually one of them before I even left to San Antonio. Um, and uh, obviously, like, I left home at a really young age. You know, I left home at, like, 15, left to a different country. So uh, when I got to um, when I got to RGV, my plan was to go straight to the first team. I think, you know, you don't think it's easy, but you, you think you have a little bit of an advantage because you're coming from, like, Mexico, but you don't know how the league actually is. The league is yeah. in a really good level. The and it just it keeps growing. The league just keeps growing. So um, so it was it was definitely tough. It was it was definitely tough to to leave to San Antonio because of the fact that I thought as a player and getting older, I deserved a little more. You know, RGV was an affiliated club, and when you're affiliated with somebody, you don't really get the best contracts, and that's yeah. how it works in the league. Everybody knows that. Um, so San Antonio came, they had a, you know, a good offer that I, you know, to be fair, I didn't, I wasn't making that in Mexico. I wasn't making that in RGV. So I was like, you know what? I feel like I deserve this. Now I go there, take advantage of the opportunity and see what happens. I got there and, you know, I didn't play much. And that's when I realized, you know, like I'm doing this for the love of the game, you know, not yeah. for the money, not for this. So I want to be happy. And what makes me happy is being on that field, you know, working hard and being on that field. So, um, that's when I realized, you know, money's not everything in, in, in this game. You know, you want to be able to play. And that's it. Everybody wants to play. It's a competition, you know, whether we're teammates or not. I love every single one of my teammates, but we all know that it's a competition and we're fighting for each other's jobs every single day. Absolutely. Um, and then that's the that's the beauty of the game, though, because that's how you have a competitive, good team. You don't want players that are just going to just, you know, show up and, you know, not really give it their all stuff, you know. We're really fortunate here. Every single player shows up at Monterey every single day. We work. I know other results, you know, these past, this past month, they haven't been the best. But to be honest, like, I could say that this is probably the hardest working team that I've played for. And like you said, I've played for quite some teams, you know. Um, so I really I really enjoy enjoy being here with this uh, great group of guys. That's awesome to hear. I, it's, I'm sure it's very different being with – Oakland and Monterey Bay in like some of their inaugural seasons. I mean, Oakland only came into the league around 2020 Monterey Bay just last year. What is yeah. that like to be like oh, in this new group of fans and players put together? Staff? Yeah, I mean, it was it, like I said, Oakland, Oakland is uh, I w I'm closer to home, obviously, you know, I'm closer to home and the fans are great. Everybody knows that the fans are great. Um, But what I could say you know, and I'm not afraid to say this. What I could say is that here, it just feels more like a family. It just feels more organized, even though the club is just one year in, one year in. Over there, it felt a little different. You know, the fans were there for us. The fans were there for the club. But you show up to a team where, for say, I'm going to give you an example. Sacramento Republic, our first game at home. We show up. The players are ready. We're having our walk-in. My family 
shows up with 50 people. I have people that ask for the day off. You know, we come from a situation where we have to work to be able to survive in California. Mm -hmm. And then we show up because of the fam uh, we show up and we can't play because of the field conditions. You know, uh, so yeah. that right there that. Just gives you that's just one little example of what goes around there, you know, and that's not bashing on Oakland. Oakland knows this. They're a great club. They know that they have to step up their game. I mean, right now they're playing at East Bay, you know, like you go from giving your fans a Laney experience, an Oakland mm. experience to playing in Hayward. Like, you know, so I could tell you that the experience that I've been having here, everyone's on top of it. You know, the club is definitely going into the right direction. We have to put in our part. We are given the opportunity to go out there and play for these amazing fans that are here that, you know, are singing and dancing the whole game, to be honest, you know, so uh, we have to put our part and we have to go out there and give them, you know, happiness, which is goals, assist, and most importantly, wins. You know? That's honestly one of the best things I've heard probably ever. That is like beautifully put <laughs> to be. Yeah, no, that's, I that's mean, how, that's how it is. It's awesome to hear from someone who's been around and has been in like, I again, I'm not trying to like say anything, but like has been in different instances no no yeah, like, yeah. now i kind of knew, knew like yeah. i kind of knew going into interviews because i've had interviews before that yeah uh, people are always asking like you know like you know you're a good player like what's what's going on you know like why do you move around it's like people need to understand the usl it's hard to get a guaranteed deal i'm Absolutely. not gonna go I, I you can like you said it can be the best player in the league and you still don't know what's gonna happen because another club can come or they can offer you a guaranteed deal i think in my career, I've gotten offered a guaranteed deal once. And that's, a you know, like, that's not the, that's not something that you, that you really see in the, in the, in the USL. Now, I think you're starting to see it a little more, you know, you do well and you're happy with the club and the club is happy with you. They offer you a guaranteed deal. You're, you're going to take it, you know, because you want to prolong your career. You know, I have a family now. I have my baby, yeah. you know, I'm in Monterey where, to be honest, to be fair, I'm not saying this because I'm playing here. My wife is here right next to me. They haven't treated my wife the way they've been treating my wife. They check up on her. They ask her if she's okay at the games. They have her within the VIP section. They have my daughter there with her. We don't have to worry about the strollers. No complaints from nobody. It's It's been amazing, you know? So I'm just really, really happy to be here. And hopefully, you know, like I said, I can do well, give the team, you know, everything that i could give them a lot of uh a lot of uh success you know we go make it far and then i want to stay here you know i want to be able to keep playing for the club i'm happy here my family's happy here so this is where i've felt the most love and the most comfortable to be honest in my career monterey bay from what i've heard definitely sounds like one of the best com soccer communities not only in the usl but kind of in the united states it seems like yeah so tight-knit so soccer yeah. focused would you yeah, say that exactly. yeah so soccer focused and like i said so family orientated like they treat you like your family literally a lot of people can use that and say hey yeah we're like a family here but no here they say it and they show it and they prove it that's awesome um See, the baby saying the same thing <laughs> <laughs> talking about california playing for monterey bay what was it like to play lafc in the open cup i that's that stadium was loud that's <laughs> that was to be fair i came in uh in the 30th 35th minute against Pitt. there was an injury 
I did not, I haven't been starting, you know, I wasn't mm -hmm. starting. I was working my butt off. Like I said, that's my job to go in there and playing or not giving it my all. And I did not expect, I didn't know that I was going to start. So when I found out that I was starting, it was, first of all, it was like my first start in like maybe a year. So I was just completely like, I was completely like, I was, I was happy. I was so happy. I don't know how to explain it. And then when I was warming up, I started seeing the stands just filling up, filling up, filling up. Once the game started, I mean, to be fair, if you ask anybody who played that game, I don't even think you could like remember, you could just hear the loudness, but you really just focused and locked it into the game, you know? So that was uh, definitely a, a beautiful experience. Um, I did see a lot of comments and interviews and the announcers, a lot of my friends were telling me that the announcers were like, oh, LAFC sent their young guys, LAFC sent their young guys. To be fair, I'm not trying to defend anything about that, but when you send young guys, these they are young to perform. guys. Run, they could run for days because yeah. they're young. They're going and they're playing like it's their last game because it's a great opportunity for them. So to be fair, like that's that's a hard game. That is a hard game. And you, you everybody saw it. It was a 2-2 game. Penalties. Penalties are it's just luck. Penalties is luck. You know, it's who misses first, who scores the most, whatever. You know, like I'm so proud of the team for the way we came out and came back and the players that um didn't start and subbed in made a huge impact, made a huge difference. You know, you see Simon with the goal. Then you see Jesse that hasn't really got the uh, a lot of minutes. And hey, every day, like I said, a, a player that doesn't get a lot of minutes but goes into training every single day, giving it his all. What happens? He gets rewarded by scoring. Potentially, it was the winning game, winning goal, and unfortunately, they tied it up. That's part of the game, you know. But that game was definitely probably – Probably the best game that I've I've played I've I've been a part of to be honest, and it's crazy to say that because I've been a part of a lot of big games. You know, I played the two U twenty finals with twenty thousand people, but I at the Estadio Caliente, but it still didn't feel like it didn't feel the same. You know, it didn't. This just yeah. felt like my whole family was there in Tijuana. My parents and my uncles and everybody who came to this game, they didn't have the documents to cross over to the border and all that. So it's kind of like they weren't part of that. So that having my family here, everyone, friends, and everybody in the stadium packed, that was just, it was it was a beautiful experience, and I'm grateful for it. Do then I know as a professional player, you kind of have to, on a game basis, like every game, you have to try and subdue those nerves. But do they kind of creep in for an occasion like that? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, nerves, to me, they, it's a question that they ask me a lot. Like, do you get nervous or... To be fair, you get nervous walking in, like, but like it's not really nervous. It's more anxious. Like you want the game to start. Yeah. Once you touch that ball, once you touch that ball for the first touch of the game, you give that first pass, everything is gone. Everything is gone. It's just it's what we do. It's what we love. So we just enjoy every every, every single second we could. Obviously, there's games where you don't have the best games, but that's why you have good teammates there to support you. Hey, you know what? Next one, next one. Let's go, let's go. And that's something we do good here. That is absolutely awesome to hear. Uh, what is it like? I mean, you talked about the um, having like same Gleedle carried over from Reno. What's it like having him as a teammate? I've heard a lot of good things about Sam. What is it, what is it like and to see him at Sam Reno is, in here now? Like you said, you've heard a lot of good things. Sam is a amazing human being, man. Right when I got here, matter of fact, like I came here, I wasn't even signed yet, and um. Right away, he told me, he goes, hey, man, I hope you stay, you know, keep doing what you're doing. 
giving me advice, you know, telling me to stay positive. Um, same thing in Reno. I barely knew him when I first got to Reno. Same thing from what I remember. Hey, you need anything? Let me know. I'm here. Just He's just an, a really, really good guy. Um, his wife, really, really good person, you know. Uh, so he definitely made it feel uh, – made it made me feel welcome right away um another player that's just like sam is a uh, um that helped me out and i've actually played in every single team with him it's kai green oh yeah so, okay so that's that right there is is crazy i think the only team we didn't play together was uh reno because we were in san antonio together and that's when i left mm, okay but yeah it's crazy rgv played together san antonio played together roots played together now we're at monterey so um that right there, really close relationship with him. He has a baby as well. So our wives really get along. They go to walks together. So like I said, like I've, those are examples of how family orientated it is. You know, like nobody's left behind. You need something, you need a favor. Uh, they're all here. You know, you can ask any player on the on the on the team and they can help you out with whatever you need, whether it's Sam, Kai, Moby, whoever it is around there, Dixon, everybody's just, you know, you need it. Here we're gonna help. And that's it. I'm glad the stories hold up. <laughs> I'm glad they did. They all seem like great people. Yeah. Um, what is just, what is Cardinale like? What is like as a stadium? It's obviously very new. And just what is the whole Monterey Bay experience? Like we've talked at length about all of that, the fans and all of that. But I mean, it's a new facility. Is Yo. it nice to walk into like it just this completely new thing in general we talked about the I mean, fan yeah, side, but like the now facility, facilities. The facility is really nice. I mean, like I said, first of all, the fact that the stadium's always loud, that right there is always a plus. But when the stadium is empty and we're just training there on our own every single day, it's a beautiful place to walk into. You know, you wake up every day excited to go there. You know, you walk into the locker room and you see a huge carpet with the logo Monterey Bay FC. You know, the the locker rooms are all wooden, all nice. You know, they got their cushion on there. Your name tag is there. Huge 75-inch TV right there in the wall. You got your fridge with, you know, waters, Gatorades. We have our little fridge for after the meals, after the practice meals. It's a beautiful facility. You know, you got your training room. Um, uh, We have, obviously, we have, a, I think right now, I think they're, go they're going or they're thinking of building, like, in those new showers. But for now, we have these... uh portable showers which aren't honestly we don't mind them at all like it's the same thing you're just not inside the locker room um but yeah no it's a beautiful beautiful facility to walk through i mean and then the monterey bay experience i mean sh it's beautiful out here man i could literally go on a walk with my wife and my baby whenever i want without think without feeling like you know something's gonna happen you know like you know it's it's not it's not oakland it's not newark you know like it's they're safe places, they're safe spots and stuff, but you're always kind of looking back, you know, like you don't want to, you don't want to go to the wrong area or whatever. Over here, we just get out and we leave. We leave the garage open every single time, you know, hopefully after this interview, they don't come and uh, take my stuff, but go to the beach, you know, like right now after the interview, we're going to get ready and go to the market, you know, get a little walk before the game. You know, you got to flush yourself out. You got to, you know, distract yourself. That's kind of what I like to do. Um, we go to these little coffee shops before games sometimes, and then the coffee shops, boom, two minutes late, two minutes after that, the beach is right there. We go on a walk or something. The Monterey Bay experience is, is beautiful. One thing we do have to do and take the baby is the aquarium. 
So we'll be doing that. We'll be doing that soon. I do. <laughs> you do have a game tomorrow. You yeah. have had, you did not play this past weekend. Um, yeah. What is the difference between a midweek game heading into another weekend game? Or like just the difference between yeah, I mean, the, prepar- a the preparation is completely different. The preparation is completely different because you really just have one full day of actual training where you're giving yourself uh small sided some running a full session. When you have a mid uh, week game and then you have a game on the weekend right away back to back, you can't you can't just go out there and train like you're just playing on a Saturday. You know you have to the team has to be monitored. You know like you have to show up. And like I said, the first day, probably the hardest day, to be fair. Boom, 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 boom. You're working hard. And then you have a Tuesday, game day minus one, which you go and do your light things. You get, you do a little jog. You do a little warm-up. You touch the ball just to, you know, get your legs going, get a little sweat going. And then you do tactics. Then you play on Wednesday. And then again, you have Thursday that's completely different than what it would look like before an actual Saturday game. You have Thursday that's going to be a region. For the players that played a lot, you see them, you know, doing a little bit, jogging around the field, do some stretching. And then you have the players that didn't really play, do a little bit of extra work, but you can't go full out because they might be starting on Saturday because it's a back-to-back game. Then you have it again, Friday, game days minus one again. We go back to the same thing. So it's completely different than when you're going to play, be working from Monday to Friday to be ready for Saturday than to have a game on Wednesday and then Saturday. So, um, that's something that you know your body as a as a player gets used to, um, but like you said, we only do it so much. We only have Wednesday, Saturdays, Wednesday. We don't do it every week. We don't do it, so it's kind of like it might be hard on 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 your body. You know, you might feel sore even on Saturday. It might affect you. You never know. But that's why we have, like I said, good people at the club that help you with that. You know, they help you recover. They give you massage. Um, there's ice baths. You know, so. The club has everything set up for us to feel great on Saturday. So, you know, having a back-to-back game isn't an excuse for us to be like, oh, yeah, we're tired. No, we're, we're here. This is our job. We're professionals, and they're taking care of us. So we got to go and give it our all. I certainly wish you the best of luck against Tulsa tomorrow. Before we wrap up with some of the standard questions of, like, hardest yeah. stadium to play at, I have one more question, and it's about your time at RGV because I always find it interesting about the – affiliated clubs or at least they used to be affiliated clubs yeah yeah yeah. is it like how is that like you have the idea that if you play well down here you could get the opportunity at the mls team but then you're here with a bunch of youth players i mean obviously there is some more experienced players there now like francois ricky ruiz all of that they've kind of built rgv like that but how is it playing with an affiliated team having that idea? Yeah, it's it honestly that's a good question because it is completely different. Like when you're an affiliated club from the experience I got at RGV, everything was completely different because the way they did it back when I was there, uh, the first team players that didn't get a lot of minutes or weren't being rostered with the dynamo would come and play with us. But the thing that would affect us would be that we're training together, we're doing tactics together throughout the whole week with the players that are uh, living in RGV that are training together every single day and they have this bond, they have this team chemistry, and then they send in seven to six to seven guys from one day to another on a Friday for them to play on Saturday. Mm. 
and you're playing with players that don't know each other. So that right there, like, I wish, like, back then I could actually explain this to a lot of people that would always be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, the scores aren't the best. Like, I mean, they're good players. They're first-team players that are coming down, but they don't have our style of play. They don't have the same chemistry. You can't just get thrown into a into a game and expect for every, everything to connect. So, um, and like you said, you know, the experience is coming from guys that usually uh, you go to a club that's, you know, like right here we have, I think, Hugh, that's one of the older players. We have Kai, that's one of the older players. Dixon, really good experienced players. Like in a club that's affiliated, you don't really get that because the players that are there and are stationed at RGV or just uh, living in RGV are 19 to 22, 23. And then you have the older players coming from Dynamo that obviously are good players, older players, but we don't train together, you know? So the chemistry is not there. So then obviously you don't get the best scores. You don't get the best performance. Um, but we would try our best. You know, we'd go out there. Like I said, this is our job. You know, we go out there and we we try to give it our all. We didn't make playoffs those two years that I was there. It was unfortunate. It sucked. It did because we had a great group of guys. But we had 10 or 11 games, maybe even 15, where we were playing to, with people and players that came by uh, maybe sometimes two hours before the game, they will literally fly in from Macal, uh, from Houston. What is it? Forty-five minute flight. Yeah. Play, get back on the plane, and they're gone. So it was kind of like, you know, unfair for the play- some players that were working their butt offs every single day, and then they were just taking out the lineup without knowing because somebody was sent down from Houston. So I think that was the toughest part for us there, but you know, it helped us. It helped us a lot because. We knew it gave us more of a insight of how the game is, you know, how it cruel it could be. Yeah. It's such a beautiful game, but it could also be cruel, you know. And you have to be ready for every single, every single thing that comes with it. That has to do something to your confidence to think oh, yeah. that you're under contract with RGV. You know, you're the one there. You're the one putting in the work with RGV and the tactics and the manager and all of that mm-hmm. all week long. And then to have someone fringe coming down from Houston or from like when Loudon were affiliated from DC yeah. or from New York or whatever, and have them come down and steal your not necessarily steal your minutes because I mean they train just as hard as in Houston, but yeah. around the team. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. That's a perfect way to put it. You know, your confidence, confidence is everything. If you don't have confidence, you're gonna find a player that's a great player. We know that he's a great player, but if there's no confidence, you're not gonna be able to get the best out of him. You know, and that's a perfectly way you said it. You know, like you have these players that like, like you said, it's their job and they're working their butt off, but they're not around us. So at the end of the day, making playoffs isn't going to affect them because they're over there. Yeah. Making, not making playoffs is going to affect us because our season is going to be cut short. Our season is going to be, you know, cut short, not because we didn't make playoffs, but because we're losing games and we're losing minutes, like you said, because there's players coming down. So um, yeah, you definitely have to manage your confidence there, knowing that, you know, you were working your butt off every single day in training and whatever minutes you got that day of the game, five minutes, 10 minutes, go in there, try to make a difference. That's all you could do. Because if you go and put your head down and, you know, you're mad and you're sad, it's only going to affect you worse. And you can't be showing that type of attitude. Coaches are going to see that and it's going to be a done deal for you. That That's I'm glad. I'm I wonder if do you kind of agree that the movement away from affiliated teams is better for the league? 
Yeah, we don't. I don't believe we have any affiliated teams. RGB right. maybe loosely, loud and loosely, but now we're kind of far and away done with that. Yeah, no, I think that was the best thing for for the league to be honest. Um, and to be fair, I mean, yeah, the MLS is uh, it's the US, it's a league in the US, so it makes me happy that it's growing because we want it to grow. I mean, we're gonna be retired at 35, 36, whatever we were age we retire, we want this. We're going to be fans of the game. We're going to keep watching the game. So we want the league to grow. But to be honest, I think the USL is not far off. But I think that I think the USL is there. The players can compete. We've seen it with the Open Cup. And everybody's excuse is, oh, yeah, but they play their second team, but they play their third team, but they play the young guys. What do you mean, but? But this, but, but. What about when those guys are getting the opportunity when there's an injury and they have to go in there and then they go and play in the MLS and they're doing well? What do you say then? Exactly. You know, those guys got first-team contracts. It goes both ways. You know, they got first-team contracts. That's what we're trying to fight for. So, yes, we can compete. We can compete. We, it's so I, – I ignore all those comments. You know, I see them, but I ignore them. It's kind of like if the people that knew the game and were part of the leagues and around the game more involved – they, they if they understood how it actually is, they wouldn't be there wouldn't be comments out there like yeah. that. So I think that the uh, USL getting away from the affiliated uh, clubs definitely definitely gonna help the league grow. It's already growing. I mean, yeah. look at the difference between the East. Last year, the East was already solidified in their playoffs with twelve games in hand, ten yeah. games in hand. Now you see Charleston that was in seventeenth or was in what eleventh, twelfth place, you know, leading the East. And look at the look at the West. One game can affect you going all the way down, and one game can take you to second, third place. That's how it should be. It's got to be tight like that, and that's what the, that's where the competition is, and it's getting good. So, you know, I'm really happy for especially the young players that are coming into the league. You know, we got we have a really young player that's really good. We have Jesse, 20 years old, really excited for the future for him. You know, he's a great player. You never know. Maybe they're going to add promotion relegation in the next five years, and he'll be able to be a part of that. You know, so. So that that makes me um really happy that the league is growing and um it's only gonna keep growing. That'd be awesome if they did add promotion relegation. Might be five years. I think that's a bit. Yeah, it, it might take a while, but it it's it is gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. I'm glad we've come around to the promotion, the kind of taboo promotion relegation talk. I'm glad we ended up there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today i really do appreciate it thank you for your insight uh, no no thank you thank you for having me man i you know appreciate that you know once uh once steven told me hey you want to do this i was like yeah let's let, let's do it you know i don't like i said it all comes it all comes from the heart man I, I'm, I'm here to give it my all and um this is my job and my profession and uh i hope i can keep doing this so thank you thank you for having me yes thank you for being here good luck tomorrow hope to see you start that's going to be it for today's episode, today's special episode. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys for this next weekend's games. All right.